Okay, parachute's ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 1.04% APR for 36 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Suspense serves sermons. Well, hi, and welcome to the Preaching Points podcast for this week. I'm your host, Brian Hedinga. And if you've preached a sermon recently and think you need improvement, you may be interested in our Sermon Doctor service. With this resource, you'll get valuable hands-on training from a member of the Center for Preaching faculty. All you have to do is send us a CD or a DVD of a sermon that you'd like to have evaluated. And then one of our homiletics experts will listen to your sermon and give you a thorough evaluation of the strong points and the areas that could use some improvement, complete with helpful tips for making changes. If this sounds like something you'd like to explore, check out our Sermon Doctor on our Center for Preaching website. Now, this week, we join Drs. Haddon Robinson, Jeff Arthurs, and Scott Gibson as they discuss how using suspense in your preaching helps your congregation pay close attention to your sermon. Do you think that good sermons should have a sense of suspense? The answer to that question is yes. <laughs> You're talking to yourself again, Adam. <laughs> second my question. soul, soul should have suspense. The second question is, how do you bring suspense in a sermon? What do you mean when you talk about suspense? A sense of discovery, a journey. Uh, it is plot-like. It's like a story or a play where everything is not crystal clear at the beginning. Yeah, there's tension, and you're wanting the tension to be resolved. Yeah, often I hear sermons in which after the first five minutes, I know exactly where the person's going. I may not know the illustrations, but I know where he's going. Same old, same old. Sometimes, though, a person can be taking that route, same old, same old, and then turn it. And it says it's doing something that I hadn't expected. Right. So that creates a lot of suspense. And I think one way to generate that suspense is, Haddon, with your three developmental questions, what does it mean? Is it true? And so what? Or now what? So you can state a statement, you know, God loves you or whatever, something in your text, and you can analyze that from the listener's perspective. Are they asking, well, what does that mean? Probably not with that statement, but maybe they're asking, is that true? Right. And if you can bring that to the surface and sort of problematize the statement, then there's tension. Yeah. And I think audiences today, it may be true, they always did this, but are asking the question, is that really true? Do I believe it? And if a preacher assumes that they believe it and they don't, the sermon loses focus because nobody's really asking that question. So what do we do in terms of creating the kind of tension that we want? You're saying, Haddon, to uh, give a twist by, as Jeff says, ask different kinds of questions? I think you have to analyze the listeners well to know what they're asking, thinking, feeling, and then you have to verbalize it. As Tim Keller says, he tries to articulate the listeners' doubts, questions, even better than they can do themselves, so that when he says it, they say, yeah, right, right. 
That's what I'm thinking. Talk about that. But I can imagine a preacher sitting out there driving his car or or as uh, she's um, sitting there listening and maybe trying to get the next best idea for their sermon saying, okay, but how do I put suspense in my sermons? What does it look like? After the introduction, if you give your whole idea, then you've got to raise another question about that idea or the sermon's over. Sometimes the question is, you know, what does that mean? Or do I believe it? Oh, yeah, I do. I believe it, but so what? And you have to develop those questions so they form in the hearts and minds of the listeners. So what does that mean? You can't just ask it once, uh, restate it, ask it again, and develop it a little yeah, bit. massage it into thought. Right. Yeah. What does that mean? We know the word grace. We use that at Thanksgiving. We say grace. Is that what the Apostle Paul has in mind? Well, probably not. What does it mean? And, you know, develop it a little bit. Yeah. Well, and even you bring up a device is not this nor this, but right. this. Right. Okay. I remember one time talking about grace to an atheist in Columbus Circle in New York. And he said, yeah, I know all about grace. She lives upstairs. (laughs) She's kind of (laughs) loose. And I remember at the time thinking, I wish I had not brought this up. (laughs) I mean, I was just a kid. But if you start with something like that, you can say, all right, what would you have said to that gentleman? There you go. How would you have responded? Yeah, another technique or a way to, you know, generate that suspense is narrative, story, because that's how stories function. Mm -hmm. Haddon, when you told your very brief anecdote about grace, I found myself with that effect in my heart. What happened? And what did he mean she's upstairs? And (laughs) then I found out. (laughs) Well, maybe not. (laughs) Bad sermons raise questions that they don't answer. That's right. Yeah. And so what we're saying for preachers, if they want to keep their sermons fresh, alive, don't forget, suspense serves sermons. Yeah, good, solid, practical advice from the Center for Preaching faculty. Haddon Robinson, Scott Gibson, and Jeff Arthurs. And we want to thank you for listening to our weekly podcast from the Center for Preaching at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Every week, we try to offer brief reflections on preaching that point you toward preaching excellence. I'm Brian Hedinga. We'll see you next time on Preaching Points. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.